So I think it's a personal relationship. You need to first get along with someone and know, okay, do you trust this person? Do you, do you feel that they can solve your problem, right? You have a design problem, you want it to look pretty. Can this person, have they done projects like that? Can they solve that? You're listening to BrandLift with Tori Sycamore, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now, I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more so you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with BrandLift. Have you ever thought about building your dream home or renovating or remodeling your existing home? Well, statistics show that homeowners will continue to build, remodel, or renovate their homes well into 2022 and beyond. So having the proper tools to navigate the process and the right team of experts working in collaboration for a positive outcome is critical. Today's guest, Paul. David Rugarber grew up around tools and the smell of sawdust from his grandfather's garage and his father's remodeling business, which instilled in Paul the love of construction and inspired him to become an architect. Paul now owns PDR Designs, an architectural firm specializing in guiding homeowners through the process of residential design and construction along the Jersey Shore since 2008. Paul is a registered architect in New Jersey, New York, and Florida, and a member of the American Institute of Architects. Paul's passion for others inspired him to write his first book, which was published in December 2017, Architecture to Construction and Everything in Between. The book quickly became an Amazon bestseller. It was designed and written for homeowners to answer questions about what to expect during the design and construction process. Whether it's an alteration, addition, or new home build, this book guides clients through the process from design to completion. Paul's knowledge and understanding in both the architectural and construction fields has allowed him to continually grow his firm and his influence as a vital leader in the community. Paul works with Habitat for Humanity, Tunnel to Towers, and he just recently finished a project alongside NBC's George to the Rescue, 
renovating a wounded veteran's basement soon to air in May 2022. So Paul does wear a lot of hats as an architect, a leader, a coach and mentor, a speaker, and a catalyst within his community. Welcome, Paul. It is a pleasure to have you on Brand Lift to discuss the importance of knowing what to expect during the residential design and construction process. Thank you, Tori. It is great to be here. I'm excited for today. Oh, wonderful. Well, Paul, before diving into tips that can help the homeowner navigate the building process, I want to know a little bit more about your backstory and what your career path looked like. All right. So I think the biggest thing for me was that I was always curious about everything going on around me. So, you know, growing up, I love to take things apart, put them back together, whether it's, you know, uh, radios or old handguns, you know, like BB guns that I would find or anything at all. So I would take it apart, put it back together, see what happened, how things went together. And I also enjoyed building things. So I had blocks and, you know, I build big towers and see what could you do? How do you push the limits of materials and how do you create different things? So I loved that aspect of it. And my dad had started as an engineer. I got to see like the engineering end of things from my own side. I had that curiosity and architecture seemed to be a good fit for that because it allowed me to use that blend of engineering, uh, the blend of curiosity and building materials and design to create things, which is really what I enjoyed doing, understanding how things worked and then creating things. So I you know, went to architecture school, got my degree, and then I really, since I enjoyed construction and I'd always grown up around construction, I wanted to be with a design build firm. So I sought out a design build firm at the Jersey Shore here. They weren't hiring, but I kept pursuing until, you know, they said, okay, yes, we understand your skill set. We think it's usable. You know, we'll start you here. I started swinging a hammer. Um, so I have unique skill set as an architect because I can build things, you know, I can frame and do trim and lay out and everything else. And then I can also design. So I, I come at it from a different perspective as far as understanding how it all goes together from the construction aspect, what it takes to do that. And then also from the design aspect of how to create different spaces and how do people experience those spaces. So after working with the design build firm, then I wanted to, my ultimate goal was to own my own firm and you know go out on my own. So I, I learned a lot, did all kinds of cool projects. And then I went out, built up contacts, and then I went out on my own and created my own company, which was very satisfying to me because I like to be in control of my own destiny. I like to kind of break the rules, do things differently, be unique. So that's what I look for now is, is the unique projects, the unique clients, something where they appreciate my skill set and what I'm bringing to the table. And then I can do what I want with a project. And, you know, how do I satisfy their needs maybe a little bit differently than they were thinking? But in a way that when they come home, the end of the day, I always tell clients, like, I want you to drive up to the house and you're like, ah, I love my house. That, that, oh. That's my goal and everything that I design. Oh, and I love it. Is it going to cost you a little bit more for an architect? Yeah. But is it worth it because every day that's your feeling and you're not driving home and saying, oh, this is a big box. Like That's my (laughs) goal. I want you to love your project when you're done. And I want me to be the guide for you as we go through the process. Well, I think, you know, your reason why, how you grew up 
and having the influence around you in your own family from, you know, your grandfather's influence. And I know you have Mm -hmm. his tools sacredly placed on the wall of your office, which I love, to your father having his remodeling business. So you were indeed swinging a hammer around pretty early. And so that gives you a, a unique lens through which you viewed life. I mean, to you, I'm sure that this was normal, but in a professional sense, working with someone who has that background, who has experienced every aspect of designing and building a home, that sets you apart and differentiates you, I believe, in the marketplace. Have you found that when you are meeting with a client? Are you finding that maybe talk to some other firms and they see that wow, you know, Paul really comes to this and comes to the table with design ideas and his mind kind of goes in a place that maybe they haven't heard before. Yeah, I think, so when when clients come in, I think their perception of an architect, and and this would be my perception if I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything, would be that, okay, these people know all about construction, they know all about design, and they're going to be able to, you know, lead me through the process. What I found in reality is a, a lot of people don't, right? So they have that book understanding of architecture, maybe they have that design flair, but they don't understand really what goes into it, how it gets put together, how to solve problems a little bit differently, because it's different when you're drawing it on paper and there's a line that you can move around and create. You can do whatever you want with lines on a piece of paper, but when it comes to the real world, the built environment, there are certain limitations there and there are certain things that you need to know that I feel you need to know. So when, when people come in, I think their expectation is that you know all aspects of it. The reality is that most architects don't know all aspects of it. So I think you're correct. We are unique in that way, and that does give us an advantage. And I think when clients come into the office, you mentioned all the tools that we have. We have saws yes. hanging on the walls and block <laughs> planes and everything that you know my father and grandfather had used. And I grew up around and they see that. And then that spurs a conversation like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, yes. and, and, and so we talk a little bit about the past. And, you know, some of my favorite memories were, you know, in the basement working with my dad and cutting and building things or being out on projects. Uh, just, I guess, such a satisfaction from putting things together and knowing like, oh, this is something that I could do. This is cool, you know, and I enjoy that aspect. So bringing that to the client of, okay, I understand things differently going in as that they don't think they understand what the difference would be. But I think after we talk about it, they know more about what I can bring to that table, that value. And those that appreciate that, I think are on board and, you know, avid fans. That's what you, you strive for, right? Everything that you do, you want to make avid fans of your clients. And many of them have become my friends and, I enjoy being a part of people's lives because of what I can do. I have a unique skill set. Not everyone can design. So I can bring that to the table to help them solve their problems. Perfect. So the clients come in, they find you either by word of mouth or within the community and your reputation certainly precedes you. So you are a well-known figure up and down the Jersey Shore and beyond. So a client comes in and I'm sure now with the building boom or renovation and remodeling boom. And you can tell us in a pie how that kind of shakes out, what percentages are people building from scratch, remodeling or renovating. But your clients come in and you have this incredible book that you wrote, Architecture to Construction and Everything in Between. 
So how this book, when do you introduce this book into the process and how do you encourage your clients to use it? So the first meeting that we have, so we always start with a meeting in the office because I think that's the best way to get to know each other. And I believe that a a commitment like this, you're, you're spending a lot of money in building a house. And so that should come with, let's say, a great deal of understanding of how you're doing it and who you're hiring. So I think it's a personal relationship. You need to first get along with someone and know, okay, do you trust this person? Do you feel that they can solve your problem, right? You have a design problem. You want it to look pretty. Can this person, have they done projects like that? Can they solve that? So the first thing that we do is they come into the office and I hand them a wrapped copy of the book. We wrap it up in a blueprint paper so it looks artsy and cool. And then, you know, that's a gift I present at the very beginning of the meeting. Say, here's a little gift for you. And a lot of times they'll open it there. We'll we'll take a look at it and uh, I'll say, yeah, so this is a book I wrote. This is what it's about. This is what it provides to you. So it gives me a certain level of expertise, but Mm -hmm. the expectation, what I tell them is that the way to use it is we're going to talk about a lot of information here today. And I know you're not going to retain it all. So this book (laughs) lays it all out, right? Because like you go to a doctor's office and they say, oh, there's different stuff. And you get home, you're like, yeah, I don't know. He said, uh, do this and I might be okay. Like, (laughs) I don't remember anything that they said. Take vitamins. Yeah. Right. So then we go in. In this situation, we talk about so much information that's new to people that they're just not going to retain it all. So the book then came about because people are always asking the same questions, right? So how do I answer those questions without having to repeat every time and knowing that they're not going to retain that information? So I wrote it all out in the book, and now it walks you through step-by-step of what to expect, what has to happen along the way, bad things that may happen, and, and good things that are going to happen and where you're going to be highs and lows. And it tells you about all those steps through it. So then they understand it and then they can be more relaxed through the process. All right. So that's our, our intro is give them the book, talk about it. And now let's get into the meeting and talk about what they're looking to do and why and how and all that. So it, it sets a good tone for the meeting because it's a good understanding and they, they understand where I'm coming from in trying to help them. That's great. Would you say that over the years that you've been doing this and developing what I would almost call maybe what started from FAQs that turned into this incredible blueprint that you're sharing with your clients, would you say that there's an overarching, like a main pitfall that homeowners might fall into starting this process and going through this design construction process? I would say not understanding what they're getting into. You know, mm-hmm. So anything that you do, you should have a, a basic understanding of what it is and be very careful of who you're entrusting as an advisor to you, right? So whether you're, you're investing money, you know, you got to make sure you know and you trust the person that you're doing that with, whether you're hiring an architect or a contractor, whatever those items are, don't just trust that someone has your best interest in mind because... Uh, they may not, or they may have their best interest in mind, but just not know enough to be able to protect your interest. So understand who you're dealing with, what they've done. And I lay out in the book, like how to interview and how to hire a contractor, how to interview and how to hire an architect. So understanding what are those bases and then who you're going to put your trust in because you're spending a lot of money in this process. And you want to make sure at the end of the day that it's well invested and that you believe that this person is the right one for you 
you get along with them. You'd want to go out and have a drink with them. That's the kind of relationship you should have. And if you don't have that, then that's probably not the right person. You should keep looking. Run away. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess since the pandemic, you know, this has been an interesting moment in time for so many. And I know in the building, construction, architectural world, that has to mean something completely different to you. You've been dealing with supply chain issues and setbacks and restarts. How do you manage those expectations, you know, things beyond the book that are so unique to the times that we're living in right now? And how have you been able to, you know, kind of navigate your clients through these waters that are so unexpected in our times? I think one of the good things that's come out of this is the use of technology, right? Like kind of like we're doing now, like we can be in different places. We can talk about things. I don't need to be face-to-face with the client. So the technology aspect has helped in being able to do Zoom meetings in which we can you know, share screens and look at things and, and look at our designs. Um, it's allowed clients to get better adapted to technology, right? So it, it quickly amped that up. And people, what we're finding right now with the cost overruns and the supply chain shortages of things, like the cost of construction is up considerably, Yes. but also the cost of real estate has gone up considerably and the interest rates have dropped down. Now they're you know climbing back up again, but it creates a unique situation where people are going in and they're saying, okay, there's no inventory on buying a new home and my home is worth more now so I could borrow something against it if I want to. And they're seeing from what neighbors put into their homes and all the construction uh, everywhere, just booming at the shore, that what they're putting into it, they're going to recoup a lot of that. Are they going to recoup all of it? Uh, You never do really in a a project, rarely do it, say. But it's an investment in your lifestyle and what you're doing and your happiness. So people are spending right now more money than they think their home is going to be worth in the ultimate sale, but they're doing it because they want to enjoy their life right now. And they, maybe they need more space because, you know, the family is growing or now everyone's coming down for the summer to hang out at the house and they just want to be more comfortable. So they have money because they haven't been spending it in other areas during the pandemic. They have a lot of value in the home and everyone is building, which is good for oh, you yes. know the neighborhood. So right. things continue to rise and people can put then more money into it. And as far as the time, everything is extended. You know, you try and buy an appliance and they're going to tell you it's <laughs> six to eight months. So crazy. garage doors are extended lead time, windows. So with that, every other trade, right, everything that you do, there's not only supply chain issues, but labor issues of, mm-hmm. you know, people calling out sick with COVID or things happening. So everything is kind of slowed down. As much as it's accelerated, it's also slowed down the delivery of items. And that's across every industry. So it's helped people to understand, let's say, manage the expectation of time. I think as things take longer, you get used to it just because everything now is taking longer to get to do. So it's it's a little bit more natural, let's say, in the environment right now, whereas before it was so fast paced, like people wanted everything, you know, within 30 seconds. That's just not a reality now. You know, the, the reality is things take a little bit longer and you learn to cope with that and handle that differently. 
100%. Well, I want to dive into what I think is my favorite part or my favorite chapter of your book, which is chapter seven, talking about the design process. It really is the creative part that it's kind of where I get involved in the process and where what I call the triad of working with your architect, working with your builder, working with your designer, interior designer, if you will. And then I come in and I'm really capturing that visual story for all that are involved in the process. But you have a wonderful tip that I love and I use. And you say that you recommend to your clients to use magazines to get inspirational ideas to incorporate into their home designs. And of course, you always caution that less is more. You know, you don't want to have eight different types of trim throughout the home. (laughs) And millwork, I love good millwork. But I'd like for you to talk a little bit about this design process because it can be overwhelming. There can be so many choices. And how do you help your client navigate the process? So in the beginning, at our first meeting, we give them a list of, let's say, design options slash choices that we're going to go through. And what we explained to them is that along the way, there is a ton of things to think about, but I don't want to overwhelm them right now with, oh my God, you're going to need to make decisions on roofing and siding and trim and interior trim and colors and cabinetry and countertops and fixtures. But I say, okay, here's a list, a brief list of things that we're going to cover. And we're going to as we need things, as we go through the design process, we will spur you as to, okay, we need to talk about this item now, and we need to talk about this item so that it's a gradual thing as you go through that you need to make a decision about this. And we'll talk about the pros and cons of different types of siding and uh, what you want it to look like. And we'll look at, you know, pull up images of, do you like this? Do you not like this? What do you like? What do you not like? So we'll guide you through all of these different decisions. So the the design of it is is huge, right? And and a lot of people get frustrated, overwhelmed with what has to happen. We say, okay, we're going to break it down step by step, which is kind of what the book does of, okay, let's break it down for you. So you have an understanding. So now you're not overwhelmed. You know that, okay, first this happens, then this happens, then this. And that's how we go through the design aspects with them. So we will hold your hand. We will guide you and tell you when we need certain decisions made so that it's not overwhelming to you. And it's a a peace approach so that you can grasp it as you go along the way. And we're not asking for everything all at once. (laughs) That's good. Because if you did ask for all at once, I could only imagine what the house would look like. (laughs) Yes, there's, There's a lot, a lot of things and people underestimate the amount of decisions that go into it. But it's a fun process. It's a scary process. People sometimes think that each decision they're making is a, you know, life or death. Like, oh my God, which which cabinet <laughs> knob do I go with? You know, I like this one and I like this one. And, you know, I tell them as long as you have two things that you like, probably if you pick either one of them, it's going to work out good, right? It's not like one of them is going to look like trash and the other one is going to look <laughs> good. So you can look at it and say, all right, you've narrowed it down to a couple selections. Now let's let's go with your gut and pick one of them as long as it works into the overall scheme you're okay same thing with you know wall colors people get stuck oh, on that yes. and there's a million different options and shades and does it make a big difference yes but if you're torn between two that are very similar like 
Just pick one of them. Right. It's not a life or death city. Right. You can always repaint the house or that room if you wanted to, if you felt it was horrible. But chances are, if you're looking at two of them that you like, either one of them is going to work. So look at it, analyze it, let's make a decision, let's move on. So you're not staying up at night uh, concerned that you destroyed your house because you picked the wrong paint color. Right. It's like hair. It'll grow back. You <laughs> that's can right. change there you it. Go. <laughs> right. You can change yep. it. That's not right. Rocket science. Correct. So, <laughs> I've had the pleasure of attending one of your networking events. The one that I attended, and I know there's one coming up I want you to talk about, but I attended the Lutron event talking all about lighting and creating moods. And it was such a wonderful event, Paul. I have to tell you that you have such a knack for bringing people together and supporting other local businesses in your community. And so I'd love for you to talk to why that's important to you to not only, you know, have PDR designs for the aspect of building and design, but also giving back and hosting and mentoring and having these networking events at PDR Designs, what does that mean to you? To me, that's uh, the sense of community that I've always wanted. So I live in Point Pleasant Beach. My office is in Point Pleasant Beach. We moved here four years ago, renovated a home, made it ours. And part of my, I guess, upbringing and, and where I am now, what I would like to do is that community involvement. And it's also, you know, my business is doing well. I would like to give back and help other businesses. And I believe that the way to do that is to bring them in, bring people into them so that they get to know other businesses. But I don't do it as a sales pitch as far as, okay, let me help out the lighting guy and see if he can pitch to everyone so that they can use his services because no one would want to attend something like that. So I thought about it and said, okay, so how do we bring value to my community? And so these seminars are educational seminars. So it's, we pick topics that people want to know about. And then we say, okay, we're going to have two speakers they're going to talk about, you know, the Lutron one was about lighting and it was also about audio video controls in your house and what has to happen with them. What are the options, right? So things that people are interested in. So we said, okay, here's what we're presenting. So we brought in two different people. One, it allows them to talk about what they know. So they're giving valuable information. You're helping the people that you've brought in. And then it also allows them to, it's, again, it's not a sales pitch, it's an educational forum. But now people look at that and say, oh, well, these people know what they're talking about. If I have questions, I should ask them because they're very knowledgeable and Paul trusts them. So I should trust them a little bit. And that's how you grow things, right? So the upcoming one is about landscaping. So we have Howard Roberts from Liquidscapes coming in. He does phenomenal designs and they also do the installation. So from pools, the landscaping, anything at all, they can dream it up, create it, and then actually build it. And then also Aspen Tree Service. Uh, Steve Chisholm, the uh, been a longtime friend of mine. I mean, he talks about trees and the right trees for the environment and pruning them and taking care of them. And you know, they enhance those two things go together naturally. So a uh, bringing value to people and I'm introducing them to someone that if they like those topics and they need someone to do things, well, here are two trusted people that you can talk to about it. So I think it helps the community. I think it helps not only the people in the community, but the businesses in the community to be able to get their word out. And then it helps us because people come into our office and they see that we're hosting this, 
or it gives me a minute to say, hey, this is who I am. Thank you for attending. I'm not giving a sales pitch, but just by being the one that brings people together for this, people look up to you and say, oh, well, I kind of respect you for what you're doing. I like that you're helping our community. I like that you're helping the businesses. So you get a natural boost from that. And to me, that's what living is about, is how do I, how do I help you with your business and you to succeed? And I may not get something directly back from you, but sooner or later, the universe conspires to help those that are doing good. That's what I believe in. And so that's how we carry it out. Yes. I think that adding value when you don't expect something back, I believe that's just, you put something good out in the world, eventually it does come back. And you certainly have a knack for doing that, just making people feel at ease, adding value, teaching people the principles of how to build, how to build smart, and really giving them a blueprint to walk the journey alongside you. So you're there mm-hmm. holding their hands through every step of the process. That means a lot today. So I think it really differentiates you in the marketplace, not only as a business owner, but just as a human being. <laughs> so um, it's a pleasure knowing you and, and getting to know you better, Paul. And so if people want to know more about you, more about PDR Designs, how they could attend an event that you might host, where are all of the places that people can find you and get in touch with you? So the easiest would be our website, right? So it's pdrdesigns.com. You can find us on Instagram. We're on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Uh, You can just walk into our office. We're right next to Joe Leone's in downtown Point Pleasant Beach. Uh, You could stop in at my home. You know, we're two blocks away uh, in Point Pleasant Beach. And I love to see people in the office. That's why we do every meeting in the office. You get to see, you get a vibe, a feel for what it is, what we've done, uh, look at examples. But I'd love for anyone to stop into the office, but start with the website, see what we're all about, see what kind of projects we've done, and then we'll go from there. Fantastic, Paul. Well, I appreciate this time that you've spent with me, and I look forward to your next event. All right. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you there. All right, Paul. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Dora. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. You just finished another episode of BrandLift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sikama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, head on over to torysicamaphotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.